Before we get into another amazing episode of the Switch It Up podcast, just wanted to take this time to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.com at P-O-D-G-O.com. Guys, Steve is in Smash Brothers. That's really all it needs to be said. We are excited. You're probably excited. Minecraft rep in Smash Brothers. Obviously some pretty big news. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Episode 9 of Season 2. My name is Tyler, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host, Colby. How are you doing on this fine Monday, my friend? It's a great week because we don't have accounting this week. So, you know, people are in midterms right now. Uh, I'm doing the complete opposite. Accounting just decided not to meet, so I'm, I'm having the time of my life. Uh, video game-wise, I'm in the distortion world. I'm about to battle Cyrus uh, after this recording, so... Something I've, oh done boy. something I've done a hundred times. I've got the lucky egg in Gen 4, which is like impossible. <laughs> so I got that off a of chancy. It took me a full day, literally a full day to do it. Hell but yeah, no, I can't complain. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? Well, I'm at the complete opposite end of you. I have my ah. first midterm that I need to complete by midnight tonight. So mm-hmm. I spent all day uh, going over our notes and uh, getting ready for it, it's it's Astro. I might end up dropping this class because I it is I got in way over my head when I <laughs> when I chose this class. I thought it'd be easy. I liked astronomy last year. I was like, oh, black holes. That'll be interesting. And it's I don't know what kind of brain dead logic of thinking I was going off of when I put that class on my schedule. But it is it is not easy. So we're gonna we're gonna see how this midterm goes, and then. It may be a maybe a late drop for me, but other than that, I have been playing Animal Crossing and Pokemon uh, Shield, obviously in preparation for Crown Tundra uh, coming out in uh, seventeen days from now. Yeah, seventeen days. So I've been preparing for that, getting back into the into the gameplay loop with that doing some raids with some of my uh, club members from college so uh, and uh, and of course playing a few games of smash for reasons we will get oh, into yeah. Oh, yeah. in a second but yeah uh, I think we should just jump into it how about what do you think well I'd like to take this moment to apologize to our friends at the outcast for calling them old ah, they, yes they, they took that one to heart uh, didn't expect that but <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I'd like to apologize for that. Uh, but other than that, I stand by everything I said. <laughs> yeah, uh, we didn't realize we, we we may have taken a bit bit too far, insulting the uh, insulting the age. Yeah, uh, we're just disrespecting our elders. D- disrespecting was, our elders. It was so. a step out of line. Well, it was a step out. of I line. I was going to say we'll we'll stay in our lane. We'll we'll keep out of we'll keep out of that, but. Uh, I do have a scheduled Pokemon Showdown match with one Brock Matthews later on. So I don't know what he like. How you said you were just brain dead logic with astronomy. I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> I I really don't know. Uh, it's it, Brock's a heavy underdog, but you know it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, well, I, anything just, can happen. So uh, yeah, I'm just hoping for a competitive match. I was about to say I'll, I'll we'll post the replay on our social medias uh, after after it's done anyway so yeah go listen speaking, to the Outcast podcast but yeah. we have brass tax brass yeah, spe- tax speaking of since we're on pokemon let's get that out of the way first because we got All a little right. bit of a i was gonna say is we might as well start with that i'm gonna go we're just gonna go down the notes so sword and shield had a had another presentation uh based on the the crown tundra uh dlc that's coming out in again 17 days yep uh, on the 22nd of october and we got a bit more information on just some things in the DLC, some clarifications on things we already knew. Uh, so I guess we'll just go down the list. We saw Galarian Slowking. We uh, did. So the counterpart to Galarian Slowbro, which was introduced in the uh, last DLC. Uh, Galarian Slowking is another poison psychic type. And uh, it seems to... The Shelder seems to have clamped onto his his head... And just taking over, it seems to have taken over his his mind. Like the Shelder is yeah. the one in the in control in this Pokemon. Yeah, the shell the Shelder is the brain. The Slowking's the the brawn. Uh, he does have a signature move and a signature ability, both of which I cannot recall at the moment. There was more important things, I think, than uh, yeah, the but Slow King. But nonetheless, that's what it started with. So, gotta, gotta but, address it. Yeah, that that's what it started with. Then we got uh, some more information. On the leg- how the legendary Pokemon are going to be obtained. Uh, I guess the first thing we got is that all legendary Pokemon from previous games will be returning. That was pretty big. So none of them are getting cut. They're all coming back. Uh, and they, we got a little bit of an insight on how the Dynamax, what are they called? Dynamax Adventures are going to work. Adventures, uh, yeah. How you, basically the, the way you obtain the legendary Pokemon and it seems to be kind of a just gauntlet of raids that lead up to a legendary Pokemon at the end. But it also seems, and I don't know if this is just me misunderstanding the context, but it looks like you have to use rental Pokemon instead I, of your own I, Pokemon. I saw that too. Because it seemed like there was a list of Pokemon on the side of the screen. In yeah. the like, It's like a regular raid lobby like in the base game, but there was there were like lists of Pokemon and their move sets on the right, and it seemed like they were like pre, like pre made sets that you need to kind of work with. So like maybe some rental team shenanigans going on. Uh, you can do this with uh, four players or with AI controlled uh, trainers as well, but we still didn't get a whole lot on how it's gonna work. We don't know if there's going to be like, you know, heels in between. You can obviously take brand in the trailer. It showed 
the group of expeditioners taking branching paths to reach uh, the legendary Pokemon at the end. But we still don't really know the intricacies of how that's going to work uh, or what's going to happen in between the battles. So we got a little bit of sneak peek, which is good. I don't want them to reveal everything. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's enough to keep me interested in how uh, that's going to go. We saw a few more returning Pokemon, uh, like Dragonite is coming back. I believe Garchomp is also returning. Uh, Garchomp is returning. So we have a lot more Pokemon. Still not sure if it's every single Pokemon, but uh, yet another batch will be coming back. Also, so, some fossil, some returning fossils will be coming back. So how we get those is also still a mystery. So is this what you're referring to with the lists? Yeah, those. Yeah, so I had the same question too because you said that Isabel is deciding, deciding, like, yeah, and Flareon, Escavalier, Weezing, Galarian, Weezing. And... Does that trainer here skip ahead just a little bit? Does she choose one of these three Pokemon on the side? No, go back, go back. Like I just want to see, like, play from right there. Yeah, she. Does. Okay, she does choose. A, so yeah, it seems like the game's gonna give you a pre generated list of pokemon that you have to choose from and that you have to take into these battles so you can't just use your own pokemon so dynamax adventures looks like it's gonna work a lot like smash brothers classic routes where you have to you have to like go through because this right here yeah as i say because right here you have a option between choosing the fairy and rock and i'm guessing at the end of each path is a legendary and yeah, because it seems like there are just winding paths you can choose. Yeah. Based on, it's probably based, you can choose which path to take based on what Pokemon you and your team are going to be using. Yeah. So there's probably a bit of strategy in that as well. Probably. Uh, people have theorized that you that Nintendo Online is going to add like a voice chat feature for this function because of a little message it said at the bottom, like, and applicable like devices uh, will maybe needed or something like that. Yeah, I know that I know the app on the iPhone and like Android has the voice chat feature, but who knows? I mean, that's what there, say. We're, there is really no way to communicate with people outside of that for Nintendo yeah. Online. Uh, we did see more cuts, more little snippets of cutscenes. Not a whole lot of new ones, but we've seen them. Uh, saw a shot of the Reggies, I believe, again, uh, and of the temple, but we still don't know how the Reggies are going to work at all. No. And we may have gotten a hint of how the legendary galarian birds might work because we see a shot of the trainer walking around in the open world clearly not in a cutscene, and you see galarian articuno like flying overhead yeah uh, like flying off into the distance so people have speculated that this may be a like in a wild area version of roaming legendaries so like Pretty the cool. The three legendary birds may be roaming around the wild area, and you'll have to like chase them down. Which I, which I think would be pretty cool. I don't know how difficult so it would be, but I think that could be what's going on. But again, that is unconfirmed. Uh, yeah, you very, you very clearly see the tree in which the three legendary birds are around in these cutscenes. So it seems like it'll be an open area. Yeah, the thing, something else that's of note. We see another shot of Calyrex in battle, mm-hmm. but we have no idea of how Calyrex fits into anything. Like, it's Zero. probably the legendary Pokemon we've had the least information about, and it's the flagship of this DLC. 
Yeah, we know nothing about Calyrex. We know more about the legendaries from the previous games than uh, Calyrex. You know, there's obviously speculation of maybe undiscovered legendaries that may fuse with Calyrex, as we talked in a previous episode, I believe, in Season 1. But yeah. with being so close to release, I, I think it might remain a secret until it comes I'm out. Fine. Which, I, I'm I was about fine to say, I'm, that. I'm totally fine with that. That sounds like a really fun... Uh, you know, I... You said it yourself that you seem that this uh, DLC seems far more interesting than the than the Isle of uh, Armor to you. It does. It definitely does. Just because I think people have been clamoring for old Pokemon to come back in this game, and although we we are getting some back that are not legendaries, but obviously the incentive of bringing every legendary back is just all the more reason to go back and play and get lost in nostalgia. And we talk about how Pokemon is the king of capturing that nostalgia factor. So, oh, and. Man, is that ever more apparent than in the end of this uh, presentation? There are some other things as well. Uh, so uh, one more thing before we get into the uh, the very end of it. The Star Tournament also yes, caught yes, my yes. attention. So yes, they have decided to add the feature of character development into Pokemon. <laughs> first uh, time ever. For the first time in this game. I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, it for this Star Tournament, it's very much like your rematches with the... Uh, with the league in the in Winden, where yeah. you can go and make your own tournament, but uh, this time it's double battles, and you can team up with trainers and gym leaders from the main story, as well as the DLCs if you have them. Uh, which I mean, you need the DLC to access this anyway, so yeah. obviously you're probably going to have them. But uh, and you will, I think the main incentive for this is to have uh, to see the unique interactions between. Uh, each combination of trainers mm-hmm. because it has shown that uh, some trainers have unique dialogue with each other. Now, whether this is for literally every combination imaginable, like possible for your opponents is yet to be seen, but uh, at least for some, they have added some unique dialogue uh, in battle. So I so think that s- is a pretty cool incentive. To so go. in the trailer, we see you teamed up with B is one of the pairings. Leon and hops, definitely a pairing B and I- What's the dude with the crazy hat in the DLC of Isle Armor? What's his name? Oh, that's Avery. Avery, the top, yeah. The big top hat. Yeah. Type user. Yeah, that's Avery. Yeah, Avery. Avery and Mustard are a pairing. Leon and uh, Hopper are a pairing. You can actually team up with Leon, uh, Nissa, and I forget the first gym leader's name, the grass type dude. Milo. That, Milo, Milo, that's a pairing. It just came back to me. Uh, yeah, you have so, Raihan and the rock type trainer. You have... um. Marnie and Marnie and her brother, the vocalist, doesn't sing. Yeah, yeah. Piers. You there? We saw Hop and Marnie as a pair as well. Hop and Marnie. Yeah, there's a lot of different combinations and pairings, which again may, just adds more flavor to the game, and it's something that this game desperately needs. Yeah, we did see something of note. Uh, this could just be for trailer purposes, but we did see a Lugia use Aeroblast, but it was from the perspective of the opponent. Yeah, I think the. I think you're right because the uh, the user had a ho oh had a ho oh so, and I think it was also in Winden Stadium if I remember I, correctly. I it was go, a I stadium like setting. I have the trailer pulled up. I can go back and look. But yeah, I, mean, I mean it was yeah it was I, for I like it's it for one shot. So I yeah, think it's, it's, it like, was... it's literally like two second shot. But so yeah, so he's using it. Yeah, it's in. It's literally like 0.5 seconds. But he's definitely in Winden Stadium. So some people have speculated that. Much like the uh, 
the Pokemon World Tournament in Black 2 and White 2, uh, the Galar Star Tournament could have... Uh, trainers have vastly improved competitive teams as yeah. well as possibly legendaries that match their type. That'd be sick. Which would be really, really cool. Uh, especially since you get to team up with uh, with them as well. So I think that there's a lot of strategy there about choosing which trainer would complement uh, the team that you've crafted. Yeah. And I assume this could give you unique rewards. At least I hope it does. So Yeah, me too. You know, obviously this is speculation, not confirmed yet, but just based on what the trailer has shown us, that could be a possibility. So Could be, yeah. Again, again, making this uh, DLC far more incentivizing to get than than I <laughs> are. Absolutely. Uh, we also got the confirmation that Pokemon Home will soon be coming compatible with uh, Pokemon Go. Go, yeah. Uh, and then that will coincide with the release of a Gigantamax Melmetal. Yeah, definitely. Um, didn't expect to see the Melman back in action, but yeah, Gigantamax form. Yeah, Melmetal has had his Gigantamax form data mined for a while, but this is the first. This is the first time that you can officially get one that isn't hacked. So yeah, yeah, uh, look out for that. Uh, also, they're giving out a lot of Pikachu's with uh, Ashes. Ashes. Yeah, they, the it's almost like it's almost like a collectibles. Yeah, you can collect yeah, them. So you know they're releasing codes for that. So that's also one more thing, and I believe that's everything of note that. So happened. like so like you said. Uh, the 22nd, the DLC's coming out. And then November the 6th, you can officially buy a bundle with the DLC intertwined yeah. with the main game. So, so if anyone has not purchased it yet, if you're, uh, yes. you can get the whole thing together. If you're, not, if you're not one of the 15 million people that have already purchased it, there's a <laughs> chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be a... I feel, personally, if you are completely new to Pokemon Sword and Shield... Uh, and and you're like a, you get the game around this time when and you get the bundle. It'd probably be a more enjoyable experience for you because at yeah, least in the uh, first, at least in Isle of Armor, it's very much apparent that it's meant to be played through in combination with the main story. So, assuming that uh, part two is also like this, uh, Crown Tundra is also like this. It could definitely make the initial process of just beginning of game to end of game much more enjoyable probably yeah instead of like a 25 hour game it becomes like probably like a 35 hour game which is yeah i mean considering crown tundra's uh heavy uh theme of legendaries it may be more it may be more uh focused towards post-game stuff uh, that's what i was thinking too i was thinking like isle of armor is meant to isle of armor is definitely meant to be intertwined with the main story I think Crown Tundra is going to be more so after the fact because that's how that's also the Star Tournament. So I think that you can yeah. access that after you like quote unquote beat the game. Yeah. So I was about to say maybe this this is probably why it, this DLC is becoming way more interesting for you and I because it's appealing to people who have already beaten the game. Yeah. And maybe I was about to say this DLC is pro seems to be giving us more challenges, like more actual like difficult challenges. Yeah, like, challenge is uh, worth actually attempting. Yeah, worth uh, worth giving a shot. Having having some fun with friends with the uh, the Dynamax adventures, mm -hmm. and getting you know obviously legendaries for competitive use, right. and uh, as well as the Star Tournament. Probably Star Tournament is more probably just for challenges, but I assume there'll be some competitive rewards in there as well. But 
And it gives you a chance to listen to that awesome battle theme music. Awesome soundtracks, of course. But I believe that is everything to talk about before the final was, moments of the day. I was, was going to say, uh, I'm going to give you a minute to just spew on that final. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So we did just say how Pokemon is really turning nostalgia into an art form. Like, they're really making it their their number one tool in their marketing. And the end of this Pokemon Direct, I guess we can call it. Yeah, the eight-minute Pokemon, Pokemon Direct. Was really something special. So they made a music video uh, made in combination with a band called Bump of Chicken that I believe is popular in uh, Japan. Japan. Uh, and... Wow, it is it is probably one of the best pieces of Pokemon media that has been put out in a damn long while, including games, including everything. It's the best anime I've ever seen. <laughs> it so it's basically just this animated music video encompassing story beats from like every single main series Pokemon game out there. It has, you know, it it has all the the protagonists of the games uh, animated. It animates small scenes from the games. It like the the gold versus red fight was animated for like five seconds, and that in itself is amazing. I think the gold versus red fight might be one. Of, I think it, it's top two for me and coolest things I've ever seen in a Pokemon game. The gold versus red fight. Yeah, and then we have it's top obviously two. Gen Five protagonists like with N with Reshiram and. And Hilbert with Zekrom. Uh, we saw Wally about to face <sighs> uh, Brendan and May. We saw... Uh, at the very end, it was all devoted to the Galar region, of course. Uh, we saw the protagonist facing Leon with a Gigantamax Cinderace uh, at the very end. So, we, Lucas we, and Dawn was in there. Yeah, uh, we saw silhouettes of the legendaries. We saw silhouettes of all the evil team leaders. We saw... Serena from Gen Six facing Mewtwo, uh, in the which would be in the post game of X and Y with a Greninja. You saw the champions, and yeah, we saw all the champions with their signature Pokemon. Uh, you may not have. I was about to say it encompassed everyone. I thought that they missed out on Alder, but they actually have Alder's hand kind of high fiving uh, Irises, obviously, yeah. alluding to yeah. the the passing of the torch to the next champion of Unova. Which is yeah, that's. Sick. I think that that's probably the, well, that's really cool too. How a, a gen has two different champions. I really yeah. like that too. And what's even funnier is even the shots that you don't think refer to Pokemon in any way. So basically, just the beginning shot with those four guys walking down the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. People have said that that is a reference to if you go to the TV uh in one of the starting towns i forget which game it was but it says like there's a tv show about four friends walking down a railroad track i better get going too probably yeah i mean and I be the music was just so uplifting and just uh it was so well animated too like it was flawless it was it was amazing like after i watched it i was at a loss for words it took me a little bit to to uh collect my thoughts on it but if you haven't seen it yet uh, even if you haven't been you know in interested in pokemon in ages 
you should still look up that video. Like it'll really get the uh, the nostalgia feels uh, flowing through you. So it will for sure. I think the game is Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. Oh, okay. So it's relatively new. New, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was about to say we saw the Sun and Moon protagonist as well doing their their Z moves with Lily and Gladion, which is really sick. Pretty much every game was accounted for. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, they, it was very well done, and you can't say that for Game Freak in recent years, but that was, was very say, well done, like, and yeah, everyone. I don't think anyone. I think everyone liked it or loved it. So yeah, I mean, well bravo, done by Bravo Game Freak. You that was a good one. Good job. That, we'll we'll tip our cap to you on that one. But I believe that is all the Pokemon we have for today. So That is all the Pokemon we have today. And that wasn't even the biggest news of the week. That wasn't even the biggest news. The biggest news came soon after with the announcement of the next DLC fighter for Super Smash Brothers. Sakurai. Really? Rose from the dead. <laughs> and he's back. I, I don't even want to talk about Stevie. I just want to talk about Sakurai. Oh, Sakurai. How cool he is. Dude, Sakurai's the coolest guy on the planet. Like, I don't know how anyone on this planet lives their lives knowing that Sakurai is just existing alongside them. Sakurai single-handedly controlled the Diamond Sword, Diamond Pickaxe market for an entire (laughs) day. He controlled it. This reveal (sighs) broke Twitter and of course as Colby... It literally... No, it dead-ass broke Twitter. Yeah, it (laughs) shut it down. Like, the president got COVID-19, I think the same day or the day after... COVID-19 and, that di- and Steve being... No, Steve being a Smash was bigger news. <laughs> yeah, that didn't even put a dent in Twitter's servers. Steve and Smash Broke completely it. destroyed it. So, yes. <laughs> All the memes... Mine, Minecraft memes. Steve is actually in Smash Brothers. It's not it's, a meme. Not anymore, anyway. It, it was... Happened. It was shocking. It was actually shocking. It like, was. I, like, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. I didn't think any character could surprise me, but this got me. So the first thing I want to harp on about this presentation is, I don't know who let this happen, but Sonic punching Mario into <laughs> Minecraft. Let me, let me say that again. Sonic. <laughs> Sega, Sega God Sonic punches, full-blown clocks, Nintendo mascot... <laughs> Mario, not only off the stage, but into Microsoft property Minecraft. I can't believe <laughs> Sakurai was allowed to let Sonic beat Mario in a fight. Who let that happen? I, 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 and there have been so many memes just with Sonic in the frame. And you, just are the going quote, you are going to Minecraft. To Minecraft. <laughs> that killed me. You are going to Minecraft. Uh, this reveal... As with most Smash reveals, has really provided a lot of good memes for the community. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. And Sakurai, this, this is the best for sure. Sakurai, Sakurai was like, came no out swinging. Here, no one's here to laugh at my jokes. I'm so lonely. <laughs> uh, man, we all love Sakurai. He's Sac- Sakurai's the best. the best. That that we say all that to say that Sakurai's the best. But but yeah, after the reveal, forty five minutes. Like, yeah, it was two days after. The reveal. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So they revealed Steve and Smash, and then forty-five or not, oh my god, two days later they had a forty-five minute presentation that coincided with Minecraft Live. Yeah, because it was like what an hour and a half before Minecraft Live began. Yeah, and it was forty-five. Where Sakurai did a forty-five minute presentation on on Steve, his move set, his stage, 
basically the same as the other presentations that he has done before. 45 minutes, though. You're probably thinking that's a really long time. Well, we're going to get a lot to cover. There's a lot to cover. Steve, I think it's safe to say he's the most complex character in Smash Brothers history. And everything about it, as far as the presentation went, which was recorded, I think, in mid-August is what they said. And everything looks just so good with it. And I don't think they could have done a better job. So let's just get right into it. Yeah, so this... It's no surprise after seeing this character and what he can do. It's no surprise that it's been such a long time since the last character announcement. It feels like forever ago. Like, obviously with the working from home thing and just the situation the world's in is is bad enough. But this character is just so complex. And its mechanics are so uniquely challenging to like implement into a game that doesn't already account for them like after this it's each stage that they add for the remainder remaining four characters is going to have to take like this character into that's how much it's changed uh you know the game in this way nintendo has now 111 stages after the addition of steve uh they had to edit 110 of them to fit his move set and his ability and obviously his main ability is crafting but before all that we did get a look at some of his just basic attacks and yes. just his, his his grab i think we saw his like his nair i think we saw so all of his attacks are centered around essentially him having material and yes. just like in minecraft you need to have material for him to be able to perform stronger attacks because if you don't have material you're just going to do a barehanded attack and that's obviously the weakest of his yeah. arsenal so each so Steve Steve is able to attack with a pickaxe, a sword, and an axe, I believe. So that's correct. Sword is for like F till F smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, axe is for up till up airs, and pickaxe is for forward and back airs. Uh, forward air also spikes. Really funny. Yeah, but very funny. Each tool can break, so it has limited durability. And each tool is separate from each other, though. So if the sword breaks, the The axe and pickaxe can still be used. And I believe once you upgrade it to the next material, they will all restore their durability and all come back to you. Yeah. So, like, if the axe is almost broken, the sword is broken, and the pickaxe is just slightly broken, as soon as you upgrade them using the materials that you mine from the ground, I believe they will all come back to full health. That's Yeah, that's correct. I think they go to the material that's used. Yes, so... His new his we'll start with the thing that he's centraled around most, which is his neutral B, which might be the most complex neutral B in the game. It, it so, absolutely is. Neutral B, if you're not near his crafting table, which spawns at his spawn location when you enter a match, is mine. So he just takes out a pickaxe or a shovel or an axe or whatever is most suited to the material he's standing on, depending on the stage. Uh, and he will begin to mine up materials from the earth, which you will see uh, in front of him. Yeah, so and, to... and he has this little material bar above his icon mm-hmm. that will show you the ratio of however many uh, materials he has. So it shows you how many, how much dirt, wood, iron, uh, and other things that you have obtained, as well as if you have any gold or diamonds on you. Yeah. So obviously, uh, blocks like dirt and wood, grade one materials, as Sakurai calls them, are used for placing uh, blocks. So Steve is the first character 
in Smash history to create that can create platforms essentially. He can create terrain, yeah. He can create terrain that no that you can't pass through. So it's just he just solid. And you can create the, them in midair, you can create them off the ledge. Yeah, if you it hold does down break, e and move. Yeah, go ahead. It it does break. The terrain does break. It's not like a, he sets it there and it's like right. Minecraft yeah. stays there forever. It does break and you don't have to really attack to break it. It just eventually it eventually degrades over time. Yeah, it decays. And but it also, obviously if you yeah. do attack it, it does break quicker. Yes. So uh if you hold down B and walk around after you've placed a block, you can continue to place blocks like underneath you. Uh, <laughs> different different de- materials have different decay lengths of time. Uh, you can do, you do need some of these materials to craft things. So, for instance, uh, obviously you need iron, gold, diamonds, and you can also use stone to yep. upgrade uh, your equipment. Obviously, diamond being the best. Uh, it's kind of. It's kind of like just a, a meter, almost like a limit meter, where, but instead of just re- unleashing one powerful attack, you upgrade all of your attacks, uh, just overall. Yep. Um, what else? Some of the grade one materials, like wood and even dirt, I think, are used to create other things in this move set. So I think you need wood and iron to lay the tracks for his minecart side B. Yeah. Yeah. So the so if I get this, if I have this correct. The mineable materials are like, as far as like Minecraft component goes, dirt, wood, iron, redstone, gold, diamond, and I believe sand in some instances. And stone as well. And stone. That's, so there's eight, I think, mineable materials. And just like in Minecraft, you need you need more than one material to craft a rail for. A rail for a minecart or to power up the minecart. Obviously, you need gold and redstone to power a, a lot rails. of the a lot of the Minecraft ideology is implemented into this game within this character. So it's very, very complex. It's very complex, like depending on the stage, like if you're on DK jungle, there's wood underneath you. You're going to get a shit ton of wood and not a lot of other materials. If you're on Corneria, if you're on the, the freaking spaceship, Starfire. you're only going to get iron. So they had to individually go to every stage and figure out based on where you're standing because some some stages have changing terrain what items you're going to get it's crazy but in if you're playing on battlefield or final destination forms it's random right there is a set order in which you gain materials so it's not it's not random it's a it's kind of like a set uh, it's like a set code. Yeah, it's a set order and set ratio of materials you will get as you mine. Uh, but on like other stages, like in the com- this is something that I think is nuts because in the competitive scene they don't always use battlefield and final destination stages. Like they use like Pokemon Stadium and uh, like the Animal Crossing Village stage. So. Steve's play style is going to be different on those stages. Uh, just a little, maybe not hugely different, but a little bit anyway. So, yeah, his his neutral B is nuts. Uh, to craft items, we should talk about that. Yeah. You have to go to his crafting table, which again spawns with him at the beginning of the match. And if you hold shield and press B, like the inkling refilling ink, it will 
summon the crafting table to your location. Yeah, so you can't dodge and summon it. You have it's a separate command. You can't dodge and then yeah, it's a it's a separate you have to summon it separately. The crafting table can also be broken, but it'll but come back after a set amount of time. So I think Zachary said that it's pointless to camp in front of the crafting table. Because yeah, because you, you can just, just it summon it away. Yeah. So you have to be in front of the crafting table in order to upgrade your gear. So the crafting table is solely meant for upgrading your stuff. So we already covered a side B, which is the minecart. Yep. Which, if you jump out of the minecart, it can grab people. So it's a disjointed grab hitbox. <laughs> which can send people off the stage. It's crazy. It's crazy. We have he uses anvils in his like down air. So it's like it's, it's a lot like, like the Kirby Stone, which is it's kind of like Kirby first. Stone that but you don't automatically suicide and use an uh, iron for it. Yeah, and you use obviously his attacks that use anvils will use an iron. Uh his grabs use piston. His grab is actually like Isabel's. He uses a fishing rod. And he traps uh, you in a fence. And he traps you in a fence. And then he uses pistons to uh Kind of throw you about. Or, or he chokes you out like he was Captain Falcon in that one picture. So the one thing that I don't really understand how the, how it works is the down B, which is the TNT. So from what I watched the presentation just like two hours ago. So from what I can gather is you need dirt and oh, I forget the other material. but Because you, you need, need gunpowder in yeah. Minecraft. But there's I think no you just said like dirt any great one right? material. Just, any yeah, grade one material can be transformed into a TNT. Yeah, so I think I'm with you, though, and what I don't get is how are you going to differentiate TNT than placing the redstone and then putting and the a pressure, pressure plate, plate, right? So like, I don't, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work because – so here are the basics of the TNT. So if you hit it, it's going to blow. If you use like a fire attack, like a PK fire or Mario's fireball, it's going it to – explodes immediately. It explodes immediately. And if it – if you're in front of the blast, so here's where the here's where the pressure plate comes in. If you are like in front of the blast, it's gonna do more damage than if you were initiating it. Yes. So and I think they said that's that could be a specific strategy. But what I don't get is, and I'm with you on this. So they don't show redstone on the meter, as far as I'm concerned. Well, it shows. Oh yeah, no, redstone is not shown on the meter. Redstone does not show. It's the only material that does not show along with sand, but. That's a grade one material. So I don't know if so. I'm get is redstone just a grade one material, and it's going to be coated just in, instantly, so that when you pl when you place TNT, like your first material is going to be redstone to place it. And then I don't know how you get the pressure plate. I don't know where you get that from. See, my theory is that if you hold down down B, the down B input and like walk backwards, you'll place as much redstone as you have, and then if once you run out, you'll place the pressure plate. Okay. But if you don't have enough material for the pressure plate, I don't know how that it's works. Very, it's it's very time consuming in a game that's pretty rapid fire. However, I actually think I thought so too. But judging by how far you can launch opponents off stage, you know, in in later, you know, at higher percentages, you can easily like sprint over there, put down the TNT, and walk backwards. Mm -hmm. Like I I don't. It definitely looks slow, but it. I think it's definitely going to be a a menace at edge guarding. Oh my god, it's gonna uh, be horrible. Steve has a lot of edge guarding tools. The flint, the the flint and steel is pretty good. The anvil is pretty good. The TNT with the redstone is pretty, pretty good. good. And just even the minecart's pretty good. The minecart's good, and walling off people with just blocks is pretty yeah. funny. Because you can like Sakurai showed some pretty nasty plays where 
Yes, you Sandy. can you knock someone off the stage and then you go down, place a block, and do a down smash as they're trying it's to recover. Brutal. Yeah, Sakurai's un- un- unholy. Let's just say this character is just so hard to wrap your head around. It's so much going on at once. There's so much you have to micromanage. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, his his uh, up B is the Elytra. So it functions similarly to uh, Smash Bros. Brawl, uh, mm-hmm. Meta Knight kind of gliding. Which it's not great. Is, it's not, it's great not super great. It's not as overpowered as Meta Knight's was. And he can't, and Steve can't jump that high to begin with. Like he can't yeah, even, Steve's he's not. initial jump can't even get to like the first platform on Battlefield. No, it's bad. It is bad, but his ups, his down tilt is the flint steel, so it kind of falls. It has some gravity off the edge, so a good edge guarding tool. His up smash seems a little weak. The uh, the magma block, not great. It's, it's more. It seems to be more of a juggling tool. Yeah, I definitely see that as well. Uh, to um, kind of platform camp some people uh, to. To catch him off guard if they're above the lava, you. The lava bucket looks devastating. The lava bucket looks like one of his more powerful uh, attacks, attacks as far as like launch power goes. Uh, its arc is like straight right. doesn't have a lot of verticality, but it, it has a lot of horizontal uh, distance. And that's what a lot of people are talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, his forward smash is obviously just a sword strike, which seems pretty solid. And I believe that's all of his, his smash attacks. Yeah, it's all these because we, we already went over the lava bucket. He just places them down on each side yeah. of him. His animations, man, like They're it seems, it really seems like they just ripped him out of Minecraft. And no, it's in. it's perfect. Like he is, it is. It, he is exactly as you would imagine him in Minecraft. Like he has no he has no animation. His taunts are eating a steak and an, and a meme and like a crouches. tea bag. Yeah, he just yeah crouches. like a tea bag and. Like and when he gets hit, it, he like he doesn't he's not like animated like as as like a Mario like his like a torso. Link. Like his he just torso, he just literally he stays falls straight. Over. He literally just yeah. falls over. He doesn't bend or anything. His knees don't like Sakurai even said like his like none of his like quote unquote like ligaments or muscles like bend. He just straight yeah. the entire time. The only time that he really like his torso moves from a straight up angle to a horizontal angle when you, yeah, crap. is when is when you get knocked down. Yeah, uh, from a big hit. But then even then, getting back up, he just. He just, he just now he doesn't even nope. roll over. He's he's straight up. He just like like wills himself back up. Like, <laughs> there's no get up animation. He just gets back up. It's like he was summoned to just get back up. It he just, just rises. It's, it's crazy. It's 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 wild. It's like weird. I never thought I'd see Steven Smash. I was gonna say seeing all of these characters that have been like kind of changed a bit to be Smashified uh, no, from their original this. source material. This one is just the complete opposite. Like. They, they they changed Smash <laughs> to fit him. They did. They changed Smash to fit this character. And it's... It's very... Again, it's very hard to wrap your head around. But I'm very excited to get my hands on him and it's, just play some first-hand matches. Oh my god. It's... It's, it's like gonna be wild. Render, even the render that they're using for his, like, character select... Like, all the other characters in Smash Ultimate are in, like, dynamic poses... They're like almost as if you took a snapshot of them in the middle of a battle, and Steve is just straight as a log. Just it's great, it's so great. And they even made a joke about the Steve amiibo. Like it's just gonna be super easy to make. Yeah, the Steve amiibo will be easier than a lot of the other amiibos. The speaking Mid- of amiibo, speaking yeah, of amiibo, go ahead. Uh, amiibo new amiibo editions were. Just go over this quick. Uh, t- 
Terry Bogard, uh, biologist, female boss, uh, rip. Yeah, but Banjo and Kazooie amiibo, which looks crisp as hell, is oh, coming yeah, in looks... 2021. All three of those are coming 2021. Joker and Hero are out now. So all of the first Fighter Pass fighters are available on amiibo right now. They or, will, they will be. They, they will be. be. Ter- Joker and Hero are out now. Banjo, Terry, and Violet will be out in 2021. Yeah, I might pick up that Violet amiibo. I might out. too. That thing looks sick. That 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 Violet looks pretty crisp as a as uh, a Fire Three Houses fan. What what I'm kind of interested in is how the Min Min amiibo is going to work because they use their like original poses in their character select. Yeah. That's why they had to add the jiggy piece under Banjo's foot to support him. Min Min is kind of. Like that's gonna be a pretty big amiibo. Like that might be on par with like the Guardian amiibo that I have. Yeah, that's gonna be tricky. Like, that's gonna be an interesting uh, model to work with. But that was just a so, and, uh, and a tangent thought. But so, what are we thinking as far as? Oh yeah, for next characters. No, not next character. We'll get the next character. But oh, okay. What are we thinking as far as uh, like tier for Steve? What are we thinking? I think I, I think a mid. He has a lot of tools that, on paper, seem to be pr- like suited for a lot of situations, and it's definitely going to cause, especially people who pick him up really quick and start to really lab him out. It's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be hard for a lot of other people who are used to how Smash normally works to work around these new mechanics, Control especially if you Steve. optimize. Especially, especially if you optimize like building and when to gather resources, and if you like know the stage and you kind of understand what materials are going to come up when you mine and at what rate, like strategies are going to differ wildly between people based on how quickly they can uh, micromanage all of that stuff together and keep and keep a uh, keep track of all the resources they have at their disposal. Uh, when their sword's going to break, when certain attacks are being used too much to where that item is going to break. I feel like he could be a bit higher than mid. Maybe like a... Not like a high tier. Like a low A. Per se, but like a low... Maybe a B. Obviously, I'm not super versed in Smash yeah. competitive, but just from my own experience... This character is going to have a skill ceiling that may be higher than any other in the game. No, he has the most potential because, again, he has so many unique tools and abilities. But I, I, it sounds, it sounds like dumb coming out of my mouth. But in order to get really good at Steve, you're gonna have to main and play a lot of matches as Steve. Like yeah, it's gonna this, take you a bit. This character may take more practice than any other character as well. Yeah, we thought Min Min was complex with the whole like two switching, buttons for two switching separate arms. arms. Yeah. yeah, and like we thought that was complex, but this is just a whole nother level. So I'm 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 expecting my YouTube feed to be full of like Steve tournament plays That'd be for fun, the next yeah. after uh, Steve comes out. So I think it's up in the air. I, I I'm interested to see how some players will adopt him. Uh I feel like there are definitely going to be some standouts that come out of the woodwork, just galaxy braining. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's going—he's going to fill a similar role of Pac-Man mains mm-hmm. because Pac-Man mains seem to rely a lot on setup and and different items uh, and some really f- 
thinking along a lot in advance, and I feel like Steve could also fit into that as well. Um, that being said, a lot of his basic attacks are very basic. Like the neutral, yeah. I don't think is going to be a problem, but it's in the way that you utilize his specials, which is going to really uh, change up the game. So can't really say for sure. I'm going to predict around a B tier. Okay. But uh, he may not reach that level for no. a for a little bit. So I have two more quick things on this D presentation before we predict next character. Uh, okay. Rest in peace to all the Travis touchdown in Smash people. Yeah. Uh, that was that was tough to mm-hmm. see uh, the me costume. But along with the me costume, we got a creeper and pig, which are definitely looking like <laughs> some pickups. They look pretty sick. A bomber is pretty, pretty cool. We had a pretty good me costume. Yeah, it's there wasn't. Right now. I don't think there was one that really like headlined by Travis the internet like Sans or Cuphead or Fallout Boy. No, but, but. Travis touchdown. Uh, I saw a retweet. It's just no in all. In yeah, all no. It's, just, <laughs> it's heartbroken. But. Then again, people people are still hopeful for Gino to be one of the next characters, and he's been a me costume for a while. So uh, uh, I think this officially put that and Travis to bed, but. Perhaps next so. next character. We could get the Microsoft trifecta with Master Chief, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I I will forever. I'm going to say crash until he's just not in smash. I'm like, ideally, I would want crash or Sora or Master Chief just because, as I've said in a previous episode, I want smash to just be the biggest crossover that they can make it like you need to make it like ultimate it's, oh, it's called like we talk about this all the time it's called ultimate like what other smash games can be made after this we don't know but it almost feels like in order to experience the game to its full potential you have to get all these characters because there's so many of them and they come from a vast variety of different places like i want to like, look back on this game in like five years and think about what a freaking fever dream it really is yeah exactly so my realistic pick, I'm actually kind of, I'm thinking it's going to be a third party. Next, I mean, I'm sorry, party. I'm thinking it's going to be a first, first party. party. So who are we thinking for the Pokemon rep? Because uh, Pokemon rep started to get some traction towards right, right, right before the announcement. Yeah, some people were saying like, oh, Pokemon rep's gonna suck. Cinderace but is that who people were thinking? Cinderace makes the most sense, sense just by you know it's a. You know, it's the fire type, which is obviously yeah, very much uh, biased in Smash Brothers already. Oh, it's yeah. uh, you know, it's a bipedal. So, but the fire uh, types make the most sense. Like, think about it. So, I know Char. Yeah, Gen One, you've all three, which a uh, cool Gen One. Yeah, Gen, Gen two, two, Typhlosion, for Alligator maybe, but Gen Two of uh, Typhlosion. I think the consensus is that you know, if it stands on two legs. It'll be easier to put into Smash. And you're a firefighting type, you can get into Smash. Yeah, I mean, Cinderace may as well be a firefighting type based on design alone. Yeah. And I think being a soccer player that plays with, like, literal fireballs... Yeah. Uh, that could have some cool things. Uh, a lot of kicks could be implemented into the moveset. I a do pyro think... ball ranged attack could be cool. I do think we get Cinderace in Smash. I think that'd be pretty cool. But if Sakurai wants to be... Again... <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo comes. <laughs> Nintendo comes up with the ideas for the second fighters pass. Like they approached Sakurai and they're like, "You can code Sakurai, game. code like code Sakurai." And Sakurai is like, "This is a dumb idea. Now watch me and the boys implement it perfectly." And they did. And they did. So, 
we can't really we can't really use the psychological profile of Sakurai to predict these characters anymore. Not anymore. But if Nintendo wants to be, you know, creative, they could put in Inteleon or uh, Rillaboom. There's no chance Rillaboom gets in the Smash Brothers. I There's don't no think, chance. seeing as how Rillaboom has a, like, stat, well, I can't really say that mechanics will exclude characters because Steve Sak- Sakurai can do anything at this point. Yeah. If he if there's a mechanic in a video game, he can code it into Smash in some capacity. Yeah, but I don't think we're ever gonna have a situation where he co he re like he like recodes an entire game to fit one character. Like Steve's a different story because Minecraft's the highest selling video game by a long shot. Yeah, like it, what a like what ever. a marketing move. Yeah, Nintendo pulled there. Like, do you know how many Minecraft influencers are gonna talk about this? And they how already are. Of, like, I was about wild. to say, and how much of their audience is just gonna eat that up it's nuts Pe- people might just get smashed just so they can play as steve steve mate i think that's that's probably a goal but yeah probably honestly, i wouldn't even be surprised but no i think i don't i don't know if they'll do a pokemon rep honestly i don't know because who, who do we have right now for pokemon we have trainer mewtwo is lucario pikachu pichu incineroar jigglypuff six jigglypuff seven seven that sounds right seven yeah that sounds right the second most, I think, behind Mario for representation. And, fi- and Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah, Fire's true. Fire Emblem's pretty high. a lot of them. So, I think it's a first party, but I... Sorry, my, my instinct says it's a first party, but I just don't know what it would be. What do we think of Impa? Oh, I'd love that. That'd be sick. Like a Breath of the Wild, like maybe Breath of the Wild 2 marketing you get in Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Age of Calamity marketing could be a, a possible ploy there i do think that we'll get a sony character by the end of this it crashes sony uh, uh who else is i saw i saw a bunch Smash. of i think uh there someone did like a sock boy from uh little big planet they put yeah i did oh i saw that too that's a good one oh, they put miles morales in smash <laughs> and miles morales for sure for sure spider-man's smash brother obviously a lot of people still want sora he's not Obviously, Sony, but I don't think Sora is getting it at this but point. But I think isn't You've, Kingdom Hearts three, four slots left? Isn't Kingdom Hearts three PS4 exclusive? I can check. I was about to say I'm going to check because for some I, I got know. it right here. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts three is no both. No, yeah, but it's for both. Never mind. So yeah, not even that. Crash is definitely. No. You could add Spyro. That'd be no. People talked about Spyro before. I saw that. Yeah. So Crash or Spyro would be cool. Another old school uh, character to to round out the roster as well. There's. I don't know. You just. I have kind of given up trying to predict what's gonna happen. But it's. It could be anybody. It but so I think in, in the in the running uh, in the running I think I think Crash is the heavy favorite right now I think I'd put my money on Crash right now right now I would probably put my money on Crash yeah so just some others that we so we talked about Sockboy from Little Big Planet we talked about Sora will forever be in the mix I have <laughs> until seen, he gets in I have seen one tweet where they think that Tails will be coming I you texted me about that like I don't know where that marketing comes in though because as far as I know Sonic. So next year is Sonic's th- anniversary, 30th, I believe. So that could be interesting for 2021 if they put Tails in. Yeah, I mean, 
Tails, tails, or, a... tails or Knuckles? Tails or Knuckles, though, for Smash? Who would oh, get God, it? Tails? tails? Tails for sure. It has to be Tails. Because Knuckles <laughs> is an assist trophy. They're talking about Shadow. But isn't Shadow an assist trophy, too? Shadow's also an assist trophy. I think Tails would be sick. Uh, in Super Smash Flash, they made Tails a character. And no, he was I, awesome. he's, he's pretty good, yeah. So, and people pointed out, like, Steve was added next to Sonic and kind of above Steve and to the right of Sonic is a space where they think Tails could fit. But obviously for every newcomer, they move around the image anyway. So, yeah, so you can't really go off that. But no, there's definitely there's a lot of anything's possible. They should for sure add Edelgard. Add another. I hope they add another Fire Emblem rep. The internet would burn. The internet would burn. For the very, make it the very last character, the sixth DLC fighter, the bonus one that Sakurai said. The last one. He's like, you know what? Just because I love you guys so much, we're adding a sixth character and just make that a Fire Emblem character. He's like, he's like I really like Three Houses. I'm sorry. Like, Man, Three Houses is such a good game. Here's Aelgard. He's like, I really liked it. Uh, here's an axe fighter and just the internet burns. <laughs> there was a conspiracy because I think I sent you this post. Uh, there was in Fire Emblem Heroes, there was a there was a banner for characters that appeared in Smash Ultimate and Aelgard was on that banner. Uh as and, a, yeah, there's a spirit, I think. She's in there, but... Yeah. And I, mean, Byleth, yeah. I think Byleth, in the mural, in the Smash mural, is holding every relic except a mirror. Oh my god, be perfect. <laughs> he sacri- That's how Sakurai goes out in Smash Brothers. He puts Edelgard and he's like, I'm done. This is, I'm done forever. This is the last character like, I ever put in the game. He's like, I've held it in for so long, but I hate every single one of you. <laughs> Here's your punishment. <laughs> you i'm guys, retiring never talk I, to me again. i've been coding for 19 years straight because of you guys <laughs> and this is this is my final gift to you and it's just edelgard on the on the address dean emperor throne not even a video just a picture of edelgard he just he just flips the bird to us all in his in his presentation that'd be oh my god be so funny that would be so funny so yeah as far as next character goes we're leaning towards crash but at this point, there's absolutely no telling what will happen, which I think is really awesome about yeah. something about Smash Ultimate that has always been really cool. This character wasn't leaked, I don't think, at all. Nobody knew so, Steve was coming. So, again, the, it really brought back uh, an era where just, again, Twitter broke because of this. It, like, no, that yeah, shows could, yeah, the collective broke. surprise that everybody had. Uh, introspect introspective can now retire from he can now rest <laughs> everything he can now rest thank so, god <laughs> what else do we have to, i was about to say is that everything we have regarding steve coming out on that's all october i have 13th? yeah that's all i have on steve october 13th save the date save the date our lord and savior steve minecraft will will descend upon this world once more he will um you you wanted to talk about uh tecmo right i do have something on that so koi tecmo obviously the developers of age of color co-developing with age of calamity they they've came they've come out and said they wanted to make more in, like uh, interesting games that uh, interesting is a pretty broad way of putting that's a it, very but, broad umbrella to put all but those i think i would interpret that as they want to tell more storytelling games rather than just a traditional hyrule warriors hack and slash i think i saw the quote where they were like we thought Hyrule Wars was going to be it for us as far as the Zelda series. That's kind of like, you've said this forever, but it's, it's Hyrule Wars is a celebration game. You put all the characters in there and just see what happens. Now that they have made a game of this magnitude, they want to make more interesting games for other properties. So I was thinking, 
what properties could use like a, kind of like a kick in the ass with some Koi Tecmo battle gimmicks. I definitely now. I don't think this is confirming that the only thing they're going to do for these series is make a Warriors version of them. No, I, like no. they could make other types of spinoffs. But yeah. if we're just going off of Warriors right now, because they did it for they did it for Zelda twice now, and they did it for Fire Emblem once. Yeah, Warriors and yeah, two Zelda games. Now those are the two big ones they've made. So I saw a tweet where they think that Xenoblade could use this. I was I was thinking that too, but someone who's played Xenoblade, a lot of it is like a koi. It's like a koi Tecmo game. Like the battle mechanics are, and unlike the. Obviously, the 1v1000 mechanic in Xenoblade would be pretty sweet, but... Mm-hmm. No, I think Xenoblade could definitely use it, because Xenoblade Chronicles, the first game, is loved. Xenoblade Chronicles X and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 kind of mixed feelings. So, yeah, I actually put down... Because I don't know how we don't have a game for the Switch yet about this series, but I put Kid Icarus as mine. That's actually a, that's actually a pretty good idea, I think. We I think get, I think the Icar, I think the Kid Icarus series could use a sort of a oh, what do I how do I say that a, a, a switch revamp. like a yeah, switch like, up yeah. yeah you're not you're not lacking characters you've Pit you've Dark Pit you've Palutena you have a Viridi. lot of you have Viridi, you have a lot of characters people know like Skyworld's a pretty well known just I guess setting in yeah it's, it's a lot a lot of it thanks so to Smash so you got Medusa general. you got Hades yeah you've plenty of characters you can use in Kid Icarus and again we have had the switch for creeping up on four years and we still do not have a new Kid Icarus title wasn't the last Kid Icarus title Uprising Uprising but again Sakurai is the creator of Kid Icarus isn't he uh, God or at least he's the main producer on it now Kid Icarus. He is. He's the main designer. Yeah. And it. So we are coming up on nine years without a Kid Icarus game. I think that would work, and I think, I think Koei could kind of incorporate, like in Hyrule Warriors, how they incorporated a lot of Zelda uh, gameplay elements into the standard Warrior style. Yeah. Kid Icarus has a lot of unique mechanics that I think could meld well with the warrior style because in kid Icarus, a main gimmick is obviously flight and like run and gun sort of action so i think that could be really fun combining it yeah, with the one versus a really hundred large scale battles uh of the warrior series so i think kid Icarus is actually a really good uh idea for them to pursue no that'd be good because they so yeah they combine with zelda sakurai's been it's been busy with uh, Zach, Sakurai's games, a bit occupied at the moment. <laughs> now, I, I was also thinking Kirby. Maybe Kirby could use something like this. It, that'd be more harder to implement because yeah. Kirby's uh, Kirby's ability is like swallowing and like gaining. Uh, he's multiple abilities, so I think yeah. you, that'd be a little trickier. But I have I had a my my uh, I had a, my second one, which is obviously they've already done a Fire Emblem like Warriors game, but. Mm-hmm. Just based off the success of Three Houses, maybe you can make like a spinoff. Like maybe another. Maybe the next Fire Emblem game is because everyone's calling everyone's calling for it to be based around Claude, since it makes the most sense that he is the one who can survive every route, and just mm-hmm. make it and just make it like a Warriors, like the battle systems, like a Warriors game. Because the battal- you can do a lot of cool things with the battalions. Like 
uh-huh. a, a thousand v a thousand battles. That'd be pretty sick. And you're just on the wyvern with Claude. That'd be pretty cool. But I was gonna say for both Kid Icarus and Fire Emblem, the one person versus a crap ton of goons yeah. definitely fits the lore as yeah. well. They could go the Breath of the Wild route and make a prequel. So you get to play yeah. as some characters from before Byleth came onto the scene. So maybe yeah, no, like be... Geralt being a knight of Saros. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe some of the... You, you can go the... way back and be like Nemesis and slaughtering the goddess people. Yeah, you can do different timelines. You could be like young Felix and young Dimitri in the Tragedy of Dusker. You could play that battle, but... Yeah, There's a lot of potential there, so I just thought that'd be interesting because I saw that headline and I'm like, well, they're making the Age of Calamity, which is a game that I am very much looking forward to. So yeah, we'll see what we'll see what they do down the line. But I think it'd be interesting to get some. I think Kid Icarus could be the one that could really use it. I think so too. That I was about to say, I would never have thought of that. That's a really good suggestion. I think. Do you have anything else? Uh, we were gonna talk about a new game that's kind of hot in the block recently. I, I, it's worth it. I mean, it's worth it, right? It is. It it's Zelda with waifus. I, what's not so, the one? If you guys haven't heard of a game called Genshin Impact, it's making the rounds. It's been making the rounds. Uh, it's a free to play gotcha game. So I don't really know how to define gotcha, uh, but basically, it's a game with microtransactions where you can you know spend money to get better like units and characters and such uh during your gameplay like pokemon masters is an example of a gotcha game so gotcha games are games that implement uh capsule toy vending machine mechanics is similar to loot boxes including players inducing players to spend in-game currency to receive virtual items yeah okay that so that's so it's so it's a free-to-play game with uh in-game incentives transactions yeah yeah transactions this is a bit different, though. This is like an open-world action-adventure game that is drawing many, many parallels to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, but apparently, it's a really good game. Like, that's, what I, that's what I've heard, I've too. I've heard some really overwhelmingly positive reviews for this game. Just the gameplay. Apparently, the voice works really good as well. Uh, there's cross-platform co-op play. Uh, between like the iOS version and the PS4 version and the PC version, there's like magic and elemental uh, gameplay and bosses and uh, big deities in a vast open world that distracts you in much the same way as Breath of the Wild does when you're on your way to your main objectives. It sounds really. Recently, I've really started to like try and pay attention to what people are saying about it and i've watched a few reviews it looks like really it looks like a lot of fun so i recently just downloaded it onto uh my phone and after this session i might uh might dip my toes in and see if uh, see if it's worth all the hype so metacritic has it as an 89 rating that's pretty good with and this is more impressive to me uh, based on 230 user ratings it scores at an eight that is very impressive considering that like some games have gotten that considering the last of us had a 0.2 rating <laughs> off of 2000 user scores earlier in the year yeah uh, it's very impressive uh 
Genshin Impact is a whimsical wondrous land dripping with unbridled charm and appeal, combining a ridiculous, compelling reward loop with unfettered, continuous discovery. In this world, I felt like a child visiting theme park for the first time. Da- oh my god, ads. Dazzled, mesmerizing, and completely slept away. I only wish the shimmering glow wasn't marred by a ghoulish monetization model, but that's something I'm willing to overlook for my ticket to this fascinating realm. That's a game informer who gave it a 93. That's interesting, because I've seen some varying complaints about I've seen some varying opinions on the gotcha system, like the the transaction system. Yeah. For most, I've heard that it in in relation to other games on the market, it's not very, you know, in your face about it. No. Like the the free-to-play no. characters that you do get that you don't need to pay for usually accomplish everything the game o- needs offers. them to yeah. do. So you're not, like, forced to spend money. Or it doesn't, like... You know, the game doesn't make you feel forced to do it. Yeah, no, or at least that's what matter. I've that's the consensus I've been getting so far. Yeah. But, yeah, you can like free climb objects like Breath of the Wild as well. Uh, there's a form that's there's a thing where you kind of have like this glider. That's like the paraglider as well. Uh, the graphics are cell cell shaded uh, very much like Breath of the Wild as well. So, you know, it seems like they took a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild to make uh this game as good as it is. Yeah. And a lot of people are complaining like, oh, they stole Breath of the Wild's idea. But honestly, good. As Breath long of the Wild's you... a great game. Yeah, Breath of the Wild's a great game. And if you you can take inspiration from a game and just build upon it to, you know, make something new. And I feel like this game, with its, you know, different story, its uh different just sort of vibe that it gives off, where you know, there's a lot more emphasis on magic and deities and abilities. Uh, I feel like it strays enough from Breath of the Wild to be considered its own game. Look, so. if if Genshin Impact just stole Breath of the Wild's engine and just implemented <laughs> its own characters and story, I would have been completely okay with it. I mean, Breath of the Wild is that good of a game. I don't think it's I would, incredible. I would play. Like, there's a lot of bootleg companies that try and just completely copy games and fail miserably. But in this case, you know, this it is very much paralleling Breath of the Wild, but that's just, that's not its identity. It has, no, yeah, it's, you know, its own combination of features that seems to make it stand out, even to someone who hasn't played it. Like, I feel like that's also very important. Like, it needs to have its own identity to draw new people in. And... Mm-hmm. Honestly, after hearing some of my friends talk about it uh, in my club uh, back on campus, I, I caved and I decided to to give it a shot. I'm a, so next, I, I'm in a, I'm in a cave too. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, we could we could do co op together. Apparently, that, so. yeah, that'd be fun. Where I'm, I'm in a cave, I'm gonna get it. So next episode, you might hear Genshin uh, Impact review. Maybe uh, maybe our thoughts on it. So. That's. I just wanted to end it with that since we were talking about that. So yeah, we were debating on talking about it, but yeah. So a possible new prospect is on the horizon. So. A possible new prospect is on the horizon. And with that said, that is going to conclude episode nine of season two for the Switch It Up podcast. As always, thank you for listening. And if you want to support the support the podcast, support the boys, you can go follow Twitter at Switch Up Pod, Instagram at Switch It Up Podcast. Gmail is down in the description below, along with all the other links that you can find, including our personals, which is at Colby underscore Warrior for both Twitter and Instagram. For me, it's at Tyler Sampson on Twitter, at TSampson11 on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Thank you guys again so much for 
tuning in, and we will see you on the next one, gamers. Spread the word. Have a good one, gamers.